A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com. And when I started running, I suppose I didn't stop. And when I got the chance to go, I said I'd stay going, so I opened up. We were only the small little fish out there, so we are in there. We're trying hard to make it through. But it's hard to get the breaks when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know. And it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of Walford today because, like, I, I'm, heart, I'm heartbroken. So we have the three quarter finals on this Saturday, lads. We call it a Super Saturday. We have the club finals on Sunday. So obviously we've got the the three quarters and they're on TG4 right I was actually JJ you gave me the heads up on this I wasn't yeah. sure if they were on television yeah. but they're all, are they all on television or just two of them De- Wexford Galway definitely I think yeah. Claire uh, Waterford yeah, are definitely on they're both on yeah. TG TG Catter so we're, we're spoiled for choice then we have two football games that you won't care about <laughs> on later on that <laughs> night and then we have the two club games exclusively on Sunday which is fantastic as well so we'll talk about all those games um, coming up but first is Conor Delaney and Seamus Harnity lads because they could be in bother so all the talk on Monday they obviously both got sent off we're not going to go into that because we talked about it on Monday we kind of said Harnity deserved it Conor Delaney you could say right I would say both of you say Conor Delaney was hard done <laughs> <laughs> hey, you yeah. can, like any little tip uh, yeah, of the butter yeah, hurl is okay yeah. once you don't kill a man um, <laughs> but anyway so all the talk on Monday we were saying was that Kilkenny and Cork are playing this dead rubber game which means nothing but they'd to, to be delighted to play it because Conor Delaney and Seamus Harnady will serve their suspensions and then be back for the championship but as it turns out there is a rule which, which says that it shouldn't matter this game so it won't serve their suspension in this game so it's rule 7.5 of the official guide it says the next game in competition in relation to suspension stipulates that a game or competition the sole purpose of which is to determine the qualification or relegation in respect of the following year's championship or league shall not be deemed to be the same competition 
as the current year's championship or league as applicable and should not entail a next game suspension arising for a current championship or league game. I bet you didn't follow that the way I read that. (laughs) Well, basically, if it's not if it's not a regulation uh, game, league game, any any qualification outside game, any relegation playoff, these are not deemed as as games you can serve your suspension in. So it looks almost like it's a a closed shop that Conor Delaney will miss the first round of the Leinster Championship, uh, JJ. Will you not miss the first round of the league next year? I think it's the way they were. The way I was reading it is that they're, go, they're both going to both lose out on the championship. That it's a one match suspension. Okay, I thought it was only one match. Would be in the same obviously campaign. The, yeah. the league and the championship are completely two different two different entities. So I thought now he'd be missing the first round of the league next yeah, year. Maybe thought or hoped. Hoped. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone. Would hope I saw his party guys hoping yeah. as well. Because yeah. they're, t- they're two such huge players for both teams, and I'd hate to see them miss the first game of championship mm-hmm. because. It will have an impact on both games, you know, huge impact. Yeah, but so we'll, we'll see. We're waiting now. This By the time you listen to this podcast, it might have been decided <laughs> um, what the story with them are and we'll know a little bit more about that. But I just thought it was interesting that a, 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 a relegation playoff game is not deemed as a yeah. next game mm. in competition and you can't serve your suspension. Um, Shane Bennett sideline, we talked about this on Monday as well. So we're eulogised about this, about how fantastic it was. And as it turns out, um, we were given a lot of credit to the linesman and to the, the ref, referee. Yeah. Mm. So Jamie Barron was obviously in on it. It took Jamie Barron a lot of cop on to be able to say, geez, he's after doing it now. Because yeah. like it's frantic yeah. in a match, yeah. especially with a big wind. So we were saying, Jesus, the referee, fair play to them and the linesman. As it turns out, little birdie has told Said, me that told Waterford him. told the referee that we're going to do this so the linesman was flagging to blow up that this is illegal so there was no need to give the linesman any credit but the referee overruled the linesman and he was in on it so to get away with something like this and it makes sense lads because there's no way a referee would be able to notice that no 100% if I was going to do it 100% tell the ref before the game because first to make sure that he was wired to it and then second to make sure it's within the rules and and well, yeah, the yeah. second I spotted the ref not blowing, I said I definitely had to have a quiet word with him yeah. before the game. Just like a ref wouldn't cop it, it's too fast happening too fast, all of a sudden. Yeah. So yeah. it was a great move. You're probably going to have fellas trying it every every week <laughs> yeah. now, but uh, I'd say every man just be putting their team away to it now. So yeah, in fairness, Parry Fanning is obviously there's something to work on the training, mm. and he was heavily involved. He was at he was on the line telling Shane Bennett to flick it back to to Jamie Barron there as well. Do so it now. Do he, it now. Yeah, he was on he was on he was on board with it too. You know what I mean? But again, obviously. They worked on it. They had the, hinds- the foresight to actually tell the referee that we were going to try before because yeah. I was surprised they actually didn't blow it. Because when you look at Fortress Hendricks, what's Jamie yeah. Barron doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, he caught everyone on the hop deck that they only told the people that they knew. Probably tr- four people in the whole ground knew what they were going yeah. to do. You know what I mean? Would it ever, have you ever thought about this, lads? Because this no. is not yeah. unprecedented. This has happened in soccer, right? So yeah. it happened with Rooney. The Rooney and stuff. And it never crossed your minds that this might uh, be the case no. or even messing in training or say, like, this is just a unique Waterford thing. I just didn't go near a sideline will he Cheddar, <laughs> Cheddar reckons that he tried it in a club game in Tipperary he, ma- he managed the really? club team in Tip and really? they tried it and the referee fe- uh, screwed them over on it he didn't tell the referee Blue, before hadn't told the ref <laughs> yeah. school by error school by error so Alan Cadigan just one more bit of news is he obviously went off um, and it sounds it, it looked like it could potentially be an knee injury but it's a quad injury so it looks like he'll be back so that was important it was sad to see him after turning so fast uh, usually when you do it yourself on a turn yeah. it's, now, it's you, you know often serious but maybe it's just a, a muscle injury and he'll be back because I want to give out about the groups the league lads and <laughs> the group A as it turns out now this has to be pointed out that this is not 
necessarily the GEA's fault. This is just happening how Dublin topped 1B which yeah. wasn't ever going to be yeah. expected and it's 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 turned out now they're, 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 we can criticise them for the restructure but the way the team so Group A obviously is so much better than Group B now so it has Limerick All-Ireland Champions in 18 it has Tipperary All-Ireland Champions in 16 it has Waterford finalists in 17 Galway Champions in 17 and then the winners of Cork and Kilkenny then pour out Westmead. West yeah. Now, I think this, the way they've restructured this, lads, and this is just bending to, to managers, I think this, because when you look at it, you've got in Group B, the way it stood, we had Carlo versus Offaly versus Leash. Mm. Nice little mini league. Mm. Turns out Offaly lost. One of them will have the reward of a quarter final. Yeah. Didn't work out too well for Leash, but that's neither here nor there. One and be relegated. So they've always something to play for. So they get a, a mixture of playing the top teams like Limerick or like Waterford and Galway and Dublin. And then you also have a chance of staying in the mm. division. Yeah. So as it turns out now, what the hell chance have Westmead got? The mm. only thing that's going to happen now with Group A is that there's no relegation so the league is just going to turn into an uncompetitive warm-up competition, which it is this year. Yeah. And we're hoping this year, everything we're saying, well, you know, now they're trying out a lot of players. That's going to be every year then, JJ, yeah. because, like, I mean, they've no chance of going down. No disrespect to Westmead, none. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the league going to be now? What yeah. are they after doing? I suppose you're looking from Westmead's players' point of view. Imagine they're going back to training now next year as well, knowing that they're going to be playing the likes of Limerick all the way. Like, that's, that's where they want to be. And... Uh, where you want to be and where you are now will be two different teams are going to have to pull up to these teams now again you know what I mean? but then you see what Carlo was after doing there this year as well this time last year we kind of, you'd be fearing for Carlo going up to Division 1B but then look they, they more than held their own now in fairness to him so these uh, they did, yeah they did at the start but, but like they, I mean Drew Galway like and yeah. obviously they were a copy off near the end but they, they bet him in, in the relegation match but is that going to improve him coming to the championship? Hundred percent is going to improve. Him. It has to improve. Him. You're playing against better players, better teams. You have to kind of physically get yourself ready for this as well. But what else will improve them though, JJ? Is staying in the division. Yeah, which you know did, what I mean. Which but did Westmead that. won't yeah. stay in that division. What Carlo stayed in division by beating, you know, beating Offaly in yeah. the relegation. Like they're, they're not going to. Ne- Westmead will never ever stay in that division. There, there's no, there's no. No, but uh, so would, staying would, in division is great for Carlo now to build on. Yeah, yeah. but like from Westmead point, players' point of view. Where would you want to be? That's where you want to be. They want to be at that top table. They're at the top table now, so it's up to themselves to kind of come on again. You're not know, the kind would of way. Would, would, would you not say they'd be at the top table in the 1B, where they actually have a chance of beating Leash and Carlo, and they also are at the top table by playing Limerick and playing Dublin and playing Waterford? So you've got a nice little soft landing into mm. it rather than being just. They're basically being thrown lambs to the slaughter. Yeah. Now, this is but great from you as a Kilkenny person because Kilkenny will never be relegated yeah. now. So Brian Cody can he can experiment all he wants now because he'll never be relegated out of this division. Yeah, well, again, it's circumstances that Westmead are in that. Do you know what I mean? Again, as what you were after saying, already, Dublin topped the, the other group as well, so that, that had a knock-on effect for for next year's uh, league as well. So, look, they're, they are unfortunate, but yeah, it is what it is now at the moment. So, we're giving out about the championship, the way the league was last year, and obviously giving out the way the league was this year, and then we're going to have to see how it goes next year again. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? We're we trying to find out, that formula. Yeah. Were we giving out about it? I think that like, the managers were giving out about it, because I, like, I, I don't remember giving out about it, because it, it gave a nice mix between the two, right? So, mm. like, I mean, a lot of managers thought, oh you can't be relegated out of 1A and then they started winning all Ireland's out of 1B and then yeah. they started complaining oh well they've got it easier in 1B so like they they forced I think managers and like okay here's got here's a quote from you so here's Davy Fitz on the league uh, this year 
Uh, the pressure was a bit off with no relegation in the league. We've added to the squad and I decided to rotate more lads this year. I think 26 or 25, 26 players have all been used in the league. He only used 19 players in last year's championship. This year's league with no relegation worries, he's used 25 or 26. Yeah. Right? So then Galway... Um, after using only 18 players in the 17 final and 19 players last year, he's fielded 34 players in the league so far this mm. year. And that's without the St. Thomas' mm. lads. Sure, the league's just a, 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 another warm-up competition now where it can't be taken seriously. It's just a, one big pre-season tournament. And, like, it'd I mean, be, the only the same one... Next, next, next year, will he, in, in a sense, they even won't be there, right? Like, you've, you've uh, Wexford, Clare, Cork or Kilkenny and Dublin. They're not really in that much fear of relegation either. When you have Leisha Leisha Carlo Carlo there. like you know, so like even if you put Westmead there, I know you'll say, "Oh, they'll have competitive games." Westmead, Leash and Carlo, and they will try and have a pop at Dublin and Wexford. And you've seen what Carlo did on their day; they could take a point off one of the bigger teams. But next year, it's going to be the same. Like them, them four big teams in that group aren't going to be in too much fear of relegation because no. they're saying to themselves, "Like they will look to beat Leash or Carlo on their day, and then they're safe." Yeah. So even next year, for both A and B, the big teams are all relatively safe. So the GA even they should have looked at it better and said like, or do you have all the big teams in one group and make it, and someone's going to have to go down out of the big the big six or rejig it completely because at the moment all the all the big teams none of them are feared of going down next year. Yeah, that's because there's a safety net on both in one A and one B. There's a safety net in both. So Absolutely. it'll be Leash, Carlo, Westmead will play a relegation playoff and that'll be it. So Westmead win that relegation playoff or they just back into that same division to, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't, like, I do think that there, there is, and we talked about this on Monday, JJ, from the stronger counties, there seems to be like, well, this is, this is just the way it's always been. We're strong. We'll be grand. We'll try out players. And there isn't seem to be a second thought for Westmead, Leash or Carlo. You know what I mean? Which would have had a better deal in the way I look at it is this new restructure is based around the big teams nobody stopped to think for a second hang on a second this actual Division 1B is out, is fantastic for the weaker counties mm. to actually have a chance of yeah. making a quarter final it's the big eight dictating everything yeah yeah. look again and now you would have grown up with those Kilkenny blinkers on and I'd say yeah, you yeah. And it's not, I'm not blaming you for that no, no, not, you were winning all Ireland's but you wouldn't give you wouldn't give a second thought to how Leash Hurland's doing or Westmead Hurland or the bigger picture of the game in general would you? Uh, well JD before you answer I was Dublin I was that you that, were that, that, that Lee, and like as JJ said for Westmead I loved playing the bigger teams now I didn't like getting hidings off yourselves or anything but I loved trying to aspire to get to that level mm. and eventually we did because of our underage infrastructure, yeah, infrastructure yeah. and all you know it did get there but it took and the a, funding that you got and the funding and it, but it took a lot of beatings to get where we got to you know that way and that bit of belief and outside managers coming in so I do understand where JJ's come from for them teams coming through it's hugely important like you want to be up there playing playing against them you know but at the same time you don't want to there has to be something at the end of the line where you're saying oh we're going to get there so I don't know if these teams have that like at the moment Carlo and I you're looking at them they're, they're doing great stuff and you, you might see them they, they, they will have that belief that they will get there eventually so I think yeah. they want to yeah. be there but I understand it, it's very tough for them under, for them teams coming through For the likes of Carlo it's a huge thing to have where they are at the moment capitalise what they're doing mm-hmm. um, they're going very very well to hurling at the moment but I hoping to have an underage structure coming through for this group of players when they are going 
they won't go back to where they were before this. They have a group of players there that are absolutely phenomenal. They're picking off five club teams or whatever it is, five senior club teams, and it's phenomenal what they're doing. But I hope they're not just living in the moment right now. I'm hoping they're planning for what's going to come down the road when them, that group of players is gone. I'm hoping now that a group of Carlow players will come in. That's not going to happen. They've been in the third yeah. tier of the Leinster Minor Championship. Like Christy O'Connor had a good piece in the. On, our, on the RTE website yeah. and he's like paint, paint, like they had a Leinster minor hurling appearance in 2006 in the final got beaten by 26 Hammer points from yeah. Kilkenny you know like I mean they don't have underage coming through but what they've done is absolutely nothing short of a miracle because like we know they have the four senior teams hmm. but they only have three intermediate teams hmm. like I mean so like when you're talking about seven serious club teams and three of them yeah. are a lower level intermediate yeah. they have about 150 players to choose from yeah. Port Leash have more yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, when yeah, you think incredible. about it they've yeah. only got a club pick and here's an incredible part of uh, Christy O'Connor's uh, piece so they have St Mullins Mount Leinster Rangers Nave Owen Michael and Ballinus, Ballin, Ballin Killen. Um They are their four senior uh, clubs, right? And he said this, although St Mullins only play junior B football, all four clubs play football. Mount Leinster Rangers are senior football and could be good enough to win that championship if their main focus wasn't hurling. Yeah. So not only have they no... Uh, nothing, nothing really to play for. They're also splitting resources in these clubs between hurling and football. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's. I don't know. Has there been a a a, a bigger success story from this with than what Colin Bonner's doing with Carlo? Yeah. Well, it's it's silverware, Willie. Like if you look at Carlo compared to Offaly, right? Like they won the Christie Ring 2007, 2008, and then again in 2017, and then they went on to win the first John McDonough. So there's silverware coming into the county and young lads are seeing this and they're celebrating it and, and then you have the, the, the run with the club uh, Mount Leinster Rangers in 2013 win, getting to the All-Ireland final. Like, it's incredible. And there's a buzz around the county and I've seen Jackie Tyrrell saying the other day he drove by a school. Yeah, and I saw that too. Yeah, and, yeah. and just to see the hurling and like, that's the, like Carlo's on the rise there. Now I know the underage isn't great at the moment but if you have young lads playing in school and loving hurling at the moment it's great for the county. Yeah. And that bit of silverware has done, done so much good. And then you look at Offaly who haven't won all earned since '98? Yeah. Now under twenty-one all earned, and then the last minor was eighty-nine. Well, awfully, like, awfully, like awfully. It's said about awfully that they've got a small playing pool, and they do yeah. in comparison to Kilkenny Cork. But they have nineteen senior teams, nineteen senior and intermediate teams, twelve more clubs than Carlow. Yeah. Like I mean, when you and Carlow are beating them, it's a phenomenal achievement. But the thing here's the thing, and you'll, you'll think I'm picking on you here today, JJ. Is <laughs> like, and I I have criticised hurling pundits in general for for uh, you know being more cheerleaders and always seeing the good in things and not actually calling out mm. unfairness mm. and you look at the Dublin footballers at the moment they're one of the best teams we've ever seen they're dominating and there are pundits and different people pointing out that there's a lot of unfair advantages that they've had now in Kilkenny when you were dominating at the same time it was every pundit eulogising how brilliant you were not that your dominance was bad for hurling nothing it was just eulogising because you were one of the best teams probably the best team that's ever played but you don't split any of your resources towards football so you have everything dedicated towards hurling so I would see that as a big unfair advantage to Cork, Galway, Tipperary who split their resources and the money they have coming in between two codes. But nobody ever called you out on that or put Because pre- I think the Kilkenny County Board should be absolutely put under pressure to field a football team. Like imagine if you... A, a footballer in Kilkenny who would love to play senior... Now they're few and far between I'd say but like that's because there's nothing there. There never was. Mm. 
they, if you wanted to play football in Kenny, your county board do not provide that opportunity for you. And you're the only county in the whole country that doesn't give give Gales GEA people the opportunity to play both. Yeah, it's just look. Probably the pers- best person to speak to is David Herity. Um, when he retired from the hurling team with Kenny, he went playing football for Kenny as well. Now that was always his first love. Like he was all played football before that. And then he went playing hurling, and then he went back to the football. And after he won a British Junior Championship with that, do you know what I mean? So he'll, right. he'll have, he'll see the two extremes of what we had with the hurling and what he had with the football team. But he went back because he loved playing the game, and he wanted to kind of get a good back up and run it again, like you know. Kind of way. But look, it, it is it's, look hurling is a first love, and again, there's no point in saying any different on it, you know. What I mean? And that will probably is always. There any, any internal conflict there with not fielding a senior football team, like no one grumblings or like lads. The only other county I think it is that is Cavan they disbanded their hurling because mm. they said what they're going to do instead of wasting money on their senior hurling team well, senior in that county they would just start putting it into the underage with the hope that in five or six years that they'd be able to get a senior team again yeah. well Kenny to my mind are the only London every New York well did New York do hurling maybe not but the only county that actually just does not give both codes does not cater for both codes yeah look again I suppose um, probably the only thing that kind of the Kenny Minor football team got hammered by by Wexford there a couple of years ago and DJ Carey went back into an unfairness he seen the hammer that the young lads did take and he went back in training in their 14s to kind of get that up and run again it is look you probably won't see it outside the county there is people trying to get it going within the county and obviously it's going to take a lot a lot of time before it's up up to the marks of the likes even Carlo or, or yeah. Leash like, would you know do I mean? the, would it, say, if, say if DJ Carey wanted to do that would the county board back that or would they be no, like they would, yeah, they would, they would back that if someone's coming in passionate enough to take his own time out to go and train on kids whether it be hurling football whatever it is camogie whatever it is like they will 100% will back that yeah. that's, not, not, yeah, that's, that's 100% so definitely if I was a hurling pundit around the days I'm not a hurling pundit <laughs> now <laughs> when you were dominating hurling I'd be like well this is a joke <laughs> so they don't even have a football team <laughs> well if you had a football team who's to know you might have had the decision when you were 18 like Kieran mm. Kilkenny for example you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. you never yeah. had that because you're just 100% mm. focused any good hurler and footballer is playing hurling yeah. and you know what I mean you never had that choice and you see it more with Dublin it's massive Oh, it's a, you lose so many we're losing hurlers, all the good you know, hurlers was, Colin Baskell is the newest one yeah, this year but, but now like, it's, it's more equal now will you think with the hurlers success we had for a while and, uh, and like, the, the promise is there for the hurlers to win to win either Leinster and All-Ireland and and the success and you see the club level and cool are doing well young lads are mad to hurl these days but it's such a tough decision because when they get to that age and you have to make a decision they're looking at the footballers when they all are and, and how, how well known they are within the county like even when the hurlers are doing well you're still not that well known within the yeah. unless the GA followers who go to all the games you wouldn't be that well known within the county whereas the footballers couldn't go anywhere so it's, it's very hard to ignore as a young lad coming through yeah. what to make your decision yeah. you know and that's why you lose some of the lads but like it, it's definitely more even now than when I started because yeah. everyone if you were decent at football you were gone yeah. it's you know? getting there yeah, it's it probably an easier there. it was a harder decision to make now than where it was probably Absolute, 10 or 15 years yeah, ago it was just football that because that's stage. the strides that Dublin are after making in the hurling yeah. as well which they were backed they were back in the GA yeah, yeah, with games development like money it. I'd love to see Leash, Carlo, Westmead any Joe McDonough Cup county yeah. backed big time 
and like instead of being eight teams at senior level Jesus get eight teams with say Leash or Westmead could challenge these you know yeah. like maybe where Dublin were five years ago or Wexford were five years ago be at that level bring them up instead of just forgetting about them because be honest yeah. they're being forgotten about the Joe McDonough yeah. Cup's not even on television yeah. they're put into those and a lot of people talk about the football championship if it goes tiered well you don't want to happen the weaker counties what's happened to the hurling because um, yeah. like, they are forgotten about lads. let's be honest they're, no, forgot- they're just they're an also ran they're a, a complete another they're, they're a nuisance on the season really look just get them played off yeah, that, that, yeah. that feeling is there I feel it you yeah, know, apart from like, the people in the county who love it in the actual yeah, counties yeah, themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. outside of it is one of them games that not many people are going to watch and it's a slow process Willie. Like if you want to go win it under 14 which happened to Dublin and we were giving them money in the back and then you start competing with Kenny Wexford Clare and all at that age and start beating them and, and you build that but like it's not going to happen quickly and unfortunately no, we're not no, going to no, see no. it but I don't know if this is going on in Westmead and Leash and all. I don't know if that that money's been pumped into underage at, at this moment and we'll see no not at the level they need not at the level they need I think from, from what I can see is in the hurling world we're basking in the glory of the greatest championship art that has ever been played and on the surface yeah. it's cosmetic like the hurling is in a bad place outside of eight counties and mm. nobody cares because we're just eulogising about yeah. the brilliant championship and like when is that going to change? But then again, if you look at four, four or five years ago, I would have been probably backing in probably three or four counties where the main guys like or yeah, so Kenny, maybe Cork. But now Limerick are coming back, Wexford are coming back strong as well. Yeah, you know what the I mean? strong so counties are getting better. Yeah, yeah, I know. I Outside of that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But again, you probably have the strides to make for within your own county, your own personal goals to have to make themselves. And if you said Carlow this year now as well, they'll be staying up in Division One B. They'd be delighted with that, and they did actually tick that box. That's a huge year, year for them, no matter what you say or, or what they do. You can't take away from that. You're yeah. looking away. But again, let's go back to my point briefly. I'm hoping now that they're capitalising this because Carlo Horland has never been so strong within the minds of the kids going to school. And, and Jackie's tweet backed that up during their back out of Hurland there on Monday mm-hmm. morning. I'm hoping now they're just taking advantage of that and getting into the schools, getting into the clubs. And then maybe in, in another 10 years' time, there might be a few more senior clubs there as well. Yeah. Like, you, know what Skill, I mean? so, you want skilled coaches going into the schools because, like, I mean, there's one thing young fellas out swinging hurls and all but if yeah. they're not being coached like it's a highly skilled game Cheddar was saying this on Monday I think he said you could send sheepdogs out to play <laughs> soccer or something but <laughs> hurling is actually such a highly skilled game yeah, that no. you need highly skilled coaches to co- you know what I mean to teach absolutely these, yeah. like, children that like I mean just sending anyone into a school and say oh well, look we've sent down somebody yeah. you know or even in the clubs just parents taking over it you need people who know hurling to coach young people in hurling because like like we said it is such a highly skilled game but anyways we'll move off that we'll let JJ off the hook here now well you're one of the old persecuted counties <laughs> yeah. as well you see so this is you understand the struggle Michael yeah, you, I do, you've come out of the struggle yeah. and you're at the top table now yeah. I'm still looking for the crumbs <laughs> down underneath <laughs> down underneath JJ's table here. You're not getting money. money, money. money. <laughs> and I knew Herity was a footballer. He loved himself too much. Yeah, to JJ, 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 JJ still isn't really too fond of dropping a crumb down. Even no, now, no, is he? Like, he's like, ah, well, you're getting nothing, yeah, money, no, no, hey. getting nothing out of him here. What used to kill me was the, man, the managers coming in after he used to get hidings off the managers and like they'd be as genuine as they'd come across genuine saying we, we want Dublin Hurling to do well we want and we, we used to always be thinking no not a chance that they want us to do well yeah, because yeah. it's another team compet- competing all the time but we used to hate them speeches you know we couldn't wait for 
they love to go into the dressing room. <laughs> I'd love that. Come here, here's another one then, lads. I've, I have this down in my notes. It's from last week as well. But Walter Walsh, big kind of gentle giant is my idea of Walter Walsh. Have mm. you ever seen him lose his cool like that than he did with uh, O'Hanlon? Now, O'Hanlon was man-marking him and mm. probably tormenting him. But yeah. I hadn't seen Walsh... Uh, get that kind of hot under the collar yeah. before I say it's kind of uh, a couple of games is after kind of I say he was expecting to come in the last two or three games Match Handler was trying to kind of intend and physically kind of take him on really more he's probably one of the few guys out there that can actually physically match Walter yeah. as well like, so I'd say you know accumulation of the last few games and they were getting bet on a, a cold day down a wet day down in under the <laughs> in stand Wexford Park then as well yeah, like, the crowd roaring yeah. for every time Matthew Hanlon hit Walter Welch say the crowd were roaring for Matthew there as well I say the whole thing just got to him at him more than yeah. you know, he would be a fairly level headed guy he wouldn't be known in club hurling no, for losing no, his head like he that but he, he was dead right Willie because like not, not for like losing the plot but what he did was he didn't raise the hurl, didn't grab a helmet, no, didn't grab yeah, a face guard. No. And like, if, if flares are watching it and you're getting that bit frustrated, all he did was grab him by it and throw him around a little bit. And he was dead right. He released a bit of frustration and never got the gate. Yeah. So it's a lesson for players to learn because all we're seeing these days, these hurls being flicked. Like, he could have had a few more sendings off last week yeah. from lads, lads lashing back with a hurl and you're not hurting a flare and you're not doing it. And so if you want to take out and someone just grab them with a scrub. he needed to do something yeah, yeah. they both yeah, grabbed each other and sensible just, like you yeah. know grab them for 30 seconds for a minute and then you don't get the gate and you've got it out of you and yeah, yeah. play on Move then on you know on. I just think it's, it's something that lads can pick up on because there's too much of the slashing back and it's you're not hurting anybody and you're getting a straight red yeah no that makes any good that like, makes you know? sense that makes sense so yeah Walter just do that kind of res- wrestling <laughs> yeah, yeah. move where you both hold each other <laughs> exactly <laughs> you learned oh, that, that from Ulster football right absolutely if it's taught you anything the in club hurling final lads we'll just cover this um, here so Ballyhale versus St. Thomas's um, St. Thomas's are 2-1 to one outsiders uh, Ballyhale 1-3 to three favourites do you see it this way um, JJ I'll go to you first on, on Ballyhale yeah, I think just Ballyhale are, are a very strong, balanced team. Like you look down the centre, they're they're team full back. Joey and Mick Fenley hopefully will be centre back, and TJ and Colin Fenley. Like Spiner team is very, 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 very strong. Like you know, and I thought you now um, even the semi final against Ballygunner, it was kind of young guys that got him through there. Near at the end, yeah. one quarter he got one mm-hmm. four there, and he gave an exhibition as well. So they have a well balanced team. The two Mullins as well, Adrian and. and um, Darren Mullen there as well so they have a good balance team Evan Sheff and, and Richie Reid as well in the half back line so they're very very balanced they work very very hard as well like you know so like, they're not relying on, on Tejas quite enough now in the in the semi-final but still get over the line you know so if, if he hits fire at all I just find it very very hard to look past Ballyhill to be honest with you you know yeah well definitely Bookies has it like that like I mean obviously the names jump out of you with St Thomas's Burks David Burke and, and yeah. Connor Cooney Connor Cooney plays wing forward actually but like I mean Connor Cooney could literally play anywhere yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know if I don't probably not Ballyhill style even to earmark anyone for these lads I'd say Ballyhill go out as as traditional yeah. giants go out and play their own play game. the way they play yeah but Thomas's have some history like to, to win the first club championship in Galway in 2012 yeah. and the All-Ireland in 2013 and then again in 16 to win the club like they, they've come from nowhere really yeah. it, for, as a club it's a phenomenal achievement you know so like they have they have the confidence of winning in 2013 and they know what it takes and I, I don't know I think I fancy Thomas's I just they, they, they'll throw great, I think they're a great yeah, better 2-1 to one. yeah absolutely now, and they'll Bally throw Hale's it into Ballyhale and you know like I just don't think they'll go, they'll go in with any fear at all William. they don't seem to have any injuries or anything you know and 
Finley's a doubt for Valley Hill. I think he'll play, but he's yeah. a doubt. Like you know, and I just think they'll go in full of confidence, and I, I fancy Thomas's. I think it's the semi-finals, maybe who they both beat, and mm. like the performances that has the odds so yeah. skewed. I wouldn't yeah. have thought they would have been that skewed. You know, you would have Valley Hill as yeah. favourites, but maybe not one to three. Unba- you, you, you can't back them at that no. price. No. Do you know what I mean? No. But no. I don't. <laughs> not not. I don't. I don't know if they're at that. But Joey Holden had a, a an interview on GA.ie, and I didn't realise Joey Holden hadn't uh, played minor under twenty one. He got. Tri- and just wasn't good enough or whatever and like I mean sure not that you would ever be under threat for the number three I'd say you definitely think he was ever going to be a threat for that anyways <laughs> at full back but like I mean he says then he says some things uh, some days things have gone well for me some things uh, some other days they haven't listen it's only a game of hurling when I started at under 11 they threw in a little white ball and they'll throw in a little white ball on Paddy's day <laughs> says it's still a game it's of hurling under 11 Jesus that's a, it's late to start as well yeah under 11 yeah, he started he, yeah. He's, a, he's a very clever hurler mm. so he doesn't have the build you think of of a full back naturally you know and he, but he, like he's very clever on the ball because yeah. he can tight. play wing back too right? yeah, yeah, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't come across as very physical I don't, I've never like you know I've never came across him because you were different into the pitch but like he, he doesn't come across the most physical hurler but he's just very clever mm. reading the game and, and when he gets the ball he doesn't really get dispossessed much yeah, so yeah. there's strengths I'd find you know but um he doesn't have the bail. I don't know. Under 11 is very late to start. Or it is <laughs> no. usually, especially in Kilkenny. It's like, where are you going, mate? You've, you've missed that ball. You go off and play football there and you won't have a team. You won't have a team. You've been or one over the football. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, leave. We'll, go, we'll be back with Warren Kavanagh. I'd never be allowed to go off and eat a heap of shite like him and go off a slob or whatever. Like, I was always doing a bit. All I remember is I thought I was going to get clobbered on the way in there. I threw the ball up in there. I don't know, it was, it was pure luck, no one fairness. Pure luck. Ah, uh, but it's fucking bullshit, have you seen yourselves? So Wicklow won the Division 2B title last Sunday, beating Derry in the final under Captain Warren Cavanagh joins us on the line now. I presume the celebrations are over. It is Thursday, Warren. Yeah, it is indeed. Um, we only got out there for a few days Sunday night. We were meant to go back training last night, but a few of the lads were uh, club matches, so we decided we'd take an extra few days off for a few lads and we'll go back Thursday night at it. Right, OK. So, like, I mean, you see, you're telling me you didn't go on the Monday or you did go on the Monday? No, I didn't actually go out on the Monday. No, I don't think any of the lads did. A lot of lads are teachers now, so they couldn't really get off today too easy. So, Right. So just, a few, just a few drinks Sunday night and that was it. All right, because like I mean, winning that league is a big enough a big enough deal. Like he lost it to Mead in two thousand and seventeen. Like I mean, you're up next year playing yeah. the likes of Offaly, so it's definitely worth celebrating that. I would be, yeah, but we kind of want to be concentrating now on on, uh, on Christy Ring as well. So we we celebrated a good bit now, but we kind of have to get back down to business now, pretty pretty quick. Yeah, because I was going to ask you about that. You like it's a long time to the Christy Ring now, so you've got the rest of this month and then you have all of April back with the club so you're in a bit of a random kind of area in your season now aren't you? Yeah we are indeed like we're going to probably be, uh, probably be like training with the county during the week and stuff like that and keep keep that up keep that momentum going like and seeing the lads obviously during the week but then kind of maybe at the weekends we'll probably have practice games but uh, we'll probably be free to go and play with a club then as well if there's a few league games going because yeah like you said the old April will be coming up fairly quick like so you can't really be. We can't go missing altogether from the county either, like because you don't see the lads. So 
wouldn't you want to be seeing them nearly every two or three days like well, that, yeah, <laughs> keep that, momentum going no and that's the thing but it's impossible for you to keep momentum now and like I mean this isn't uh, a, an issue just for you any league winners in hurling or football with the April for clubs like it's almost like the year has been divided to the point where it's impossible to carry that momentum over into the championship yeah, it's, like, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's tough. Like, cause you're you're used to going from the league where you're playing whatever five games or six games within seven or eight weeks, and all of a sudden then there's a bit of a break. Like, but we just obviously the only thing you can do is just keep training flat out and get really, really good competitive practice games and just keep try keep it going as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. That's about it. So you were you were fairly vocal in your criticism of the hurling final not being in Croke Park. And, um, like, I mean, you were captain, obviously, so you're lifting a cup up in Inneskeen, which wouldn't be a, st- a hurling stronghold or anything like that, you know. Like, I mean, Kerry and, and Westmead at least played in, in Ennis, you know, which would yeah. at least be a hurling ground. But, like, I mean, do you still feel that way now or do, do you think the venue was irrelevant? At least you got to win the cup or lift the cup? Yeah, well, like like I said, like, if you had to play it in someone's back garden and you'd, you'd still take satisfaction out of winning for your county like that's just the way it is but again it was just more like to be honest it was just a personal opinion that kind of very skyrocketed very quick like yeah. I wasn't used to it but um, now like it, it was more the journey I suppose Derry would have to travel all the way down to uh, down to Crow Park as well I suppose like but I think people would nearly make that extra effort if it is in Crow Park because like the, the obviously the snow up there in Monaghan was 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 crazy actually at one stage and I'm sure there was snow all over the place as well and for Westmead people to travel down as well but like I'm sure if it was in Crow Park or like we're getting to Crow Park it'd be grand we don't worry about the snow kind of a thing but um now still there still was satisfaction taken over like don't get me wrong it was yeah. an absolutely fantastic day like it was a great day for Wicklow yeah in general so I, yeah it didn't really matter where it was I think that I think that you got it got so much attention and we talked a lot about this on the show on Monday the reason that the likes of that tweet would have got a lot of attention is because there is a, a movement I think starting for some of for the weaker hurling counties to get a little bit more um, recognition and like the Joe McDonough Cup games aren't on TV for example you know your league games aren't in Croke Park but football games are in Croke Park and there's just this yeah. kind of idea in the hurling world that everything's rosy in the garden you've only got nine teams to play it at the senior like that could you know like very competitive teams at senior level and it's not all rosy in the garden like it's not like the, the a lot of people like to paint it Yeah no it's me no like Obviously, like we just wanted to kind of, again, it was a personal opinion. Just thought it was would have been nice, obviously, to for all the for all the teams, like the weaker teams, to be given a chance to play in Crow Park, like because at the end of the day, I know we get a chance for Christie Ring, but there's no God-given right that you're going to be in the Christie Ring final just yeah. because you're in the league final. Like so, you never know what way it's going to work out. But um, it would have been it would have been nice, obviously, to have a have a chance there to. Would have been nice to walk up to Hogan, Hogan stand there, all right, now to lift the cup. But uh, still, though, yeah, it isn't. It isn't all rosy there either. Like it's kind of. It just went. It went quiet there for so long, and I don't think anyone kind of picked up on the point there. Like that, the footballers do get their league chance or their league finals in Pro Park and the hurlers don't. So I don't know. Just kind of copped on it there at one stage. Maybe it's just me being a. Maybe it's a personal thing for me. I just want to walk up the Hogan stand, like have a chance, but. Uh, but that's Either natural. Way, you never know. <laughs> that's not. That's perfectly normal. And then the other criticism is like there's no real mention of it on League Sunday. I don't think it got a mention at all. Like there, 
after Kerry or Westmead and Kerry got a mention, never mind any kind of highlights. Does that kind of thing after winning a national title, would that hurt you guys as a group that it gets no, you know what I mean? Not even a bit of footage of you lifting the cup or maybe three or four scores. Like it, it's like this win, which is so important to ye, never happened. Yeah, well, if it was, it would. Well, it, on Sunday, I don't think we were really, <laughs> we weren't thinking too much about it. Now, obviously, after it, like we're all buzzing, like, but um, it was more than Monday. It was actually on TG Carter in fairness. So the Monday had it. Um, yeah, they had it up there Monday night and had a few scores and had listening cup and stuff like that. Now that was great. But um, yeah, I know I've seen a lot of complaints from other other people around other counties and all that, and they're complaining that anything below. Division One B nearly or Division Two A, anything lower than that, like it goes unnoticed. Like so, it, was, it is a bit hurtful, I suppose. But um, you're nearly kind of used to it at, at this stage as well. Like so, pity. I'd like, like to see a change now, but definitely. Yeah, I think it was Buff Egan doing most of the giving out on Sunday night. Yeah, actually, was... that's who it was, yeah. <laughs> he's he's winged me. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. I don't know what the easy fix of this is because you understand where RT are coming from and there's so much... Like, I even struggle on our show here to get everything into an hour and I know that they would struggle to get it all into an hour. Like... I, ju- I just don't understand why RT have that exclusivity that someone else couldn't do a show to show, you know what I mean, to show the other divisions yeah. or that. Like, why is it just exclusive to RTE when they don't have the capacity to show enough of the highlights? You know what I mean? Like, it's really like, um, it's just a bigger viewing. Like I said it there last week as well. It's just a bigger viewing for, for the bigger counties. Like, and there's yeah. more of a, an attraction for that. Like, I'd say nearly half the teams have had to turn around and look at divisions, or not half the teams, half the people watching it like you have to watch 3B or 3A or even 2B or whatever it may be like the lower ones like they probably just nearly turn off the telly sometimes <laughs> you know kind of way like wouldn't surprise me so that's probably what they're thinking as well like they want to get viewings like so that's all I kind of really care about sometimes Yeah well it is it's definitely difficult when it like it's a it's a business at the end of the day Come here talk to me about yeah. Eamon Scallon's impact um, he seems to have the Midas touch. Obviously, an All Ireland winner in 1996 yeah. with Wexford. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, he's a brilliant manager. Like when he when he came in there, start like he was saying about like there's there's a great chance for for um, silverware in this team. Like, and we probably have a, a, a absolute not an easy chance. Like, but we'd have a great great chance of winning something. And we were all there looking at him as if well, the year before didn't go too great. Like, so. We'll, we'll see how it goes like kind of a thing like yeah. and then with that now a bit more confidence has came with all of us like and he's a great set up and everything like and that's the thing with the with him like he's brought a bit of a spark with him like like everyone wants to prove themselves with a new manager and that's just the way it is like like the younger lads in the team coming on want to want to prove themselves and then the lads who have been on the team for years want to prove why they've been on the team for years and even there's lads even like that are that would be actually big stars of their, their club like and they're, they're flying with their club that can barely even get on the panel. Right. So like we've a great, great, um, a great panel there like this year, and the lads are really working hard. Like and they're doing extra bits off the pitch as well, which is brilliant. So we're really starting to notice it. And Eamon Scanlon's really brought that in now, and it's brilliant like to work under. Right. And when you say it's a brilliant setup, what what would be the main differences? You know, to Seamus Murphy, for example. Um, I think more on the strength and conditioning side, like Seamus Murphy. I've I've been. James Murphy gave me my debut with the club and gave me the captaincy with the with the county then as well last year. Like so, I've great time for Seamus. Like he's an absolute brilliant manager. I think he has fifty club 
championship medals or something to his name at this stage. But um, he's an absolute brilliant manager. Like, but I think the difference with Scallon was was that maybe it's just the newer type of hurling and the newer type of GA in general. Like, just the, he's really brought that in now with the, with the strength and conditioning stuff. And he's not just like doing hurling every night. Like he he tells us exactly what's going to be ahead of us in the training. Like. Like they say, there'll be 15 minutes here, 15 minutes on the other pitch, hurling, 15 minutes again running, stuff like that. Like, and we're doing an extra bit then of a, of a Wednesday night as well because we weren't really able to get together and do the gym sessions because in Ballon the Kill and Wicklow, like it's it's tough together because there's footballers there, there's lady footballers, camogie, underage, everything. Like, and it's a small enough gym, so we're actually up now in supreme altitude and fitness in Bray. So um, I just said I want to get that in there as well. Like Jay Byrne, he's a professional boxer. He's absolutely, um, they're brilliant up there like, and they're doing a lot of work for us because um, they do it with Bray Wanderers as well. So I just said I want to get that in there because I, I said it in the speech, but I think I even got the name wrong. I had that many things on my mind. So um, I just said I want to thank them there very much because they're um, absolutely getting their fitness levels up through the roof like, and we're really starting to notice it like it's brilliant Fair. Yeah and was that would that Eamon have got that connection or would that be County Board getting you in there um, That was actually the new strength and conditioning coach we have there and like doing all the fitness stuff with us is Will Tyrrell there he's um, he was a professional soccer player there with Longford and stuff for years so um, he's he's our new strength and conditioning coach there in the last couple of weeks he took over for Martin Ging and he's He's a good connection there with Supreme Altitude and Fitness in, in Bray. So he got us in there and the county board were willing to back it. Like, and they said, yeah, that's perfect. They'll, they'll do it. And thank God they did now because we've really reaped the, the rewards from it. Very good. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, it's amazing what a good structure, like the, these improvements yeah. that it will make a high performance structure like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a real professional setup, I have to say. Like, it's brilliant. Like, because there's lads, even if they can't make it on the Wednesday night, say to that, um, just down to the players I suppose as well and, and, and Eamon's well, willing to help out as well I suppose that he'll take them off on a Friday maybe or even if they can't make it up there to Bride Wednesday he'll go down to them and do a running session with them Like, and we're, we're just doing that extra bit yeah. and that extra bit of commitment as well from the manager is great Like, so obviously it's working out in Trump's room like. Yeah definitely is you have saw you saying that it's the closest I've ever been with a county team um, yeah. it's, it's, it's as if you're going up training with your club is that something Eamon has tried to develop or is that just this whole new new structure and everything has helped that out Yeah well we just said that myself and, and Martin O'Brien and Ronnie Keddy we uh, we met up with, with um, Eamon at the start of the year um, and we just said we, we wanted to just get it back to where we had it the first year with Seamus Murphy like we had a very, very close group of lads, and and that's how we end up getting to the league final that year as well. Like we're just when when you're when you're closer together with the lads, like you're willing to go into even tackles even more for them, like and you're willing to do more things for them on a pitch, like and, and break your neck for them, like and, and that's the way it is this year, like and we all get on great, like we don't like obviously you, you pull across each other and try it and no problem whatsoever, like but you turn around and laugh about it afterwards, and that's just the way it is, and we're absolutely. It's like a, like a band of brothers, really, like at the moment, like we're that close, so it's brilliant, yeah, it's brilliant going up to China, it's a great buzz up there. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of talk about what a tiny pick Carlo has, we know that they've only got, is it, four senior clubs, a couple of intermediate, what's the pick like in Wicklow? I know you have seven teams taking part at senior level, like I mean, is it, is it the south of the county is big on hurling, or what way is that, does that, is that dynamic? Um, it's, it is, it is spread over a good bit, but I think it's more because, that, excuse me, um, 
there's a lot more football clubs obviously in Wicklow and that's why it's more orientated towards the towards the, the football. But um, it is starting to come up now and you're really starting to notice the the underage developments of the of the hurling in Wicklow. Like there's, there's Johnny Tallon and Philip, I get his name, last name, Campion, right? Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> Trying to get his name, his last name right there. Um, the two of them are doing absolute brilliant work at the, the underage in development, like in, in the two of them are GDAs there for Wicklow and they're, they're doing a great bit of work like and we're really starting to notice the lads coming through and stuff. So um the the pick there like is, is brilliant like because they're they're getting a lot a lot more lads training down there at at training down in Bonnet Hill like and we've started to notice it as well and we really then notice the lads coming up then and playing with us then so it's really starting to get more of a pick then. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I mean, and and the senior team going well and winning leagues like that, you know, and aiming with a good setup there, that's just going to yeah. improve it all. It's going to be more attractive to some young fella in Wicklow, obviously, to play hurling. Maybe to play a boat. You play a boat. You play with Ratnew as well. So, like, I mean, maybe that's the yeah. way forward. Get as many dual fellas, especially in a small county. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I was I was up there with the county footballers just for a few weeks, but I just I decided now it wasn't my time you know, to to do it yet. Like and and to be honest, lucky enough now I didn't on, on a personal level. Lucky enough I didn't now because I got the captain week there to league success. Like so, maybe yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was playing with boat. Like but um, no, yeah, that's it. Like I'm lucky enough now. There's I was asked already to go up to the under fifteen training, the county training um, next Thursday, just to bring up the cup and just have a chat with the lads before they go to train because I think they have a bit of a competition coming up. But like. It, that's that's a brilliant thing to be able to be asked to do because like, you're not used to it when you're playing for Wicklow. You're not used to bringing cups up, and the underage aren't used to seeing a cup at training either. Like, yeah. So it's brilliant. Like, and hopefully it drives them on now and want to go, come up and, and realize that they can be successful if they do get up in the senior team. Yeah, it seems like such an obvious thing, but it's like a lot of people wouldn't even think for you to do that. Like an under fifteen would think yeah. this is fantastic, whereas it's it's such a simple idea. You're happy to do it, but yet yeah, you wouldn't be surprised if no, if somebody didn't bother doing it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like we used to too much, but as soon as it, so there was that was the Monday and they got phone straight away. The lads were just because you're not obviously we we aren't used to it, so aren't used to it at all really. Like so, as soon as we did win it, like, people were ringing straight away the next day. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, you're only four years on the panel, and you've been captain for two of them. Like, I mean, that's a big responsibility. Um, so fat, so soon into your inter-county career. Seamus Murphy obviously identified you as captain and like Eamon Scallon has been happy enough to keep you on. So two different managers have noticed you as captain material. So that must be nice. Uh, yeah, I suppose it's, uh, I suppose it is, yeah. Um, it's nice to recognise, I suppose, as the leader on the team as well. Like, but it's, there's plenty, that's, that's a good thing about this team at the moment. There's just plenty of leaders. Like anybody could be asked to be captain. I'm just lucky enough that the way we do it in Wicklow is that the county champions get the get the captain. Yeah, that's, that's still going in Wicklow. Today, yeah, but there's still a good yeah, few of you lads going. on it, right? Yeah, there's um, nine, I think, at the moment. Nine or ten, like I think it's uh, something like that. Nearly a third of the nearly a third of the panel, which is good going, I suppose. Or, yeah, you're being mo- you're level. being you're being modest, but it's not like there's just two of you there. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's a good few now. <laughs> yeah, so like, I mean, you're you're comfortable enough being captain, making the speeches, being the leader. Ah, yeah, don't mind talking, as you can see there. From <laughs> last from the last two weeks, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're all um, ta- you're all talked out. Yeah, <laughs> I know, Scott. Plenty more talking, you would say. So, come here, the Christie ring then, just finally to finish up. Like, I mean, that's definitely uh, 
a serious um, target for you now. Like, I mean, you were beaten in the semi-final last year. You got out. You got yep. out of the group, but that's the Croke Park. That's the going up the Hogan Stand. That's the that's the huge one. Obviously, that's the All Ireland mm. at your at your level. Exactly. Yeah, that's the, that's that's All Ireland basically for us. Like, and that's the dream, really. Like, but um, I seen two years ago there with, with Carlo and Carlo bet us in the semi-final, and we've had to see what they've had to going on to do. Like, yeah. through with Galway this year. Like, so it's just crazy. Like, and I'll obviously, like you said, they have a small pick as well. So. Who's saying that we can't do it now, especially with this great structure we have going on at the moment? Like it's we'd really love to go on now and, and do do well in Christy Ring, like and um yeah, just go on and, and do do have a good campaign and please God we'll be come up near the end now and be up there in the final. Please God. Yeah, well listen, best of luck with the year. We'll keep our eye out for you in the Christy Ring. Um hopefully Wicklow Wicklow are on the up by the sounds of things. Yeah, please God. Thanks a lot for taking the call. Thank you, Colin, thank you. Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought that up now because there's no such thing as a media ban. We don't have a media ban. Ah, you do? No, we don't. Um, but you didn't we... let Shamey talk at a, at a hurley launch one day. Yeah, but hold on a second now. He was at a hurley launch, you know. Yeah. You know, I, there's I, a media I, ban if he can't no, talk no, at that. No, absolutely not. I think you guys need to do your job. Don't depend on us guys for quotes, you know. Okay. Go but no, earn, he, earn your living like the rest of us. But if he's at a media day and he says to the media that I'm not allowed to talk, then right. he's obviously on a ban. Well, I think he's carrying a mixed message. <laughs> That was a nice little um, mention from Warren Kavanagh about winning the when they won the league final that he got to go down to the youngsters yeah. with the cup and everything. See, this is what I'm talking about, lads. <laughs> JJ be used uh, to that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> make appearances everywhere. Oh, I, yeah. I was uh, yeah, like, so frightened the first time they asked me to go up to school. You know, when you start getting that bit successful, because you're just not used to it, you know. It's not yeah. part of your DNA growing up, like, and because no Dublin teams were that successful you know so when you're asked to go into a school and give a speech it's fucking frightening you know yeah. standing in front of that bunch yeah no it definitely is but it's you nice know. for counties like Wicklow this is what the thing it's just little things like that but sure um, he's capitalising on Wicklow yeah winning something it was a smart well. thing to do and yeah. back to kids show him look yeah. we're after winning Absolutely. something there's the cup there's a Wicklow hurler with a so cup exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 100% like yeah exactly Great. right we'll have a look in Paddy Power predictions here lads because we have three games going to focus on Galway and Wexford because we didn't really talk about Kevin Foley's role as Sweden sweeper on Monday um, and like I mean this is the funny thing with me so they were mentioning him on the league Sunday and talk about how great he was and the different qualities he had and I'm wondering what is the difference really in Sean Murphy because yeah. all the qualities he they named out with Kevin yeah. Foley they were Sean Murphy's qualities too his use of the ball his cleverness and doubling up all these kind of things now we know Kevin Foley played at one time as a forward mm. so would the difference be that Kevin Foley's going to get forward more or is there even evidence of that outside of the last few minutes where he came up the, the field and got a point there Michael well, I think that's the only point Willie, that you said breaking forward like Sean Murphy's an excellent sweeper as well and had a great like see, few seasons doing what Davey wanted him to do a sweeper there but I just think it's Kevin Foley's ability to get forward you can see he has that midfielder and forward in him where he wants to get by fellas and give him the ball and go forward and it just gives them an extra dynamic you know an extra attacking part so it's just all not negativity on but sweeper Sean Murphy did that though sometimes yeah, no, yeah, he, he sort of sat a bit deeper Sean he was right. great at giving the ball out to, down the pitch but he would he very seldom go up after it you right. know that way very seldom he did the odd time but I think that's just the main difference because other than that they're very similar hurlers yeah. and they're both doing an re- excellent job at, at, as sweepers so that's I think the it's thing. just that 
attack and dynamic that he it's has. It's the attack and dynamic. Yeah. Can you see that, JJ? I'd say like Foley probably might be a small bit better in the air as well, kind of winner in <coughs> primary session for him, a puck out maybe. And right. Or so Murphy you know, would go up, kind of bat it down yeah. and then try to break a ball into anyone's yeah. game. You is know the what sweeper mean? meant to stay down, though? Yeah, like, well, I mean, again, if, if, he, if he's a certain ball, will kind of dangle the ball straight out for defence, he has to catch it straight away. Right. You know? And I'd say he's probably a bit more quicker than, than, than Murphy as well. I'd say he's, he seems to be much more lively in her feet, which then will, will affect him getting up the field to, to help his attack there as well. But I think um, in regard to position play, maybe t- teams copped on to maybe Murphy as a sweeper as well so the kind of analysis done on him so they're going to switch it up there yeah. again so again they're going to have to do analysis on Kevin Foley he's only yeah. new into the into the job as well so it's going to take a few games before they can actually realise what, what his habits are doing as well when he is a sweeper you know what I mean yeah. so, so he's doing the, all the right things he's, he's doubling up he's getting up the field he's hitting the angle of the ball keeping possession winning possession he's doing all the right things to be fair so that's because that's the thing because we can read a lot into league and Wexford since Davy took over have been having really good yeah. leagues like yeah. they've beaten all the top teams so the sweeper's been working for them in the league even with Sean Murphy yeah. and then you're saying geez Wexford are flying it and then you realise come the all quarter quarterfinal stage geez Wexford were probably at championship intensity in the league when the other teams weren't because they're not at the races here now yeah. and the idea of like if, if Foley's been used a lot more as an attacking option well at least that's something different and mm. you'd be there Wexford could this could be a new dynamic but like I mean if you were to just go along by it's easy kind of get fooled by league form and another thing it's easy to get fooled by is how well a sweeper works during the winter yeah. when the ball might plug mm. you can't get away from your man so he's, he can get over double up or it's hard to get a ball up so he's able to get over and double up like it seems to be a success whereas in the summer the likes of the Clares and the Limericks who play nice balls yeah. they're just f- making a fool out of the sweeper aren't they? Yeah well, and plus they're learning from the league only. but when you're watching Mexford Toral this, this year it, it, normally with a sweeper you'd say just lots of negative connotations and it's dirty they actually look very attacking mm. like for having a sweeper there Wexford yeah they're put like they're scoring well they're they're not boring to watch it's yeah. not but in the championship like they weren't scoring enough no, that's no, the thing yeah, so you, are we basing it off recent league form when we're not sure what like what are the teams they're playing against yeah. what level they're, they're playing at yeah. or are you going to base it on what happened last year in an Ireland quarter final for example or in a Leinster final against Galway or in a really big game when there's solid proof there when both teams are going flat out yeah. is that they're not getting enough scores well what Davey said even in his interview there about building belief so like this whole league campaign is about just building belief for the players and knowing that they can beat these big games we're not going to know until championship because no yeah. one like it, it's a completely different intensity championship yeah. to league you know and you just have to go in their league form and they're playing really good hurling he definitely has that belief built into them because they're winning tough tough games and they're winning them convincingly Yeah. So and, and he said uh, they, they're not playing negative hurling league because they're playing a sweeper but it's still attacking to watch because they've Deer and O'Keefe and all this so, so fast and Foley wants to get up the pitch they have options outside yeah. them all the time I think you know? Foley has to get up the pitch because this is the gas thing about this sweeper and I think we covered <coughs> this on the show last year JJ Wexford defend with seven players right mm. so they have Foley back but the difference with Wexford is they've Matthew O'Hanlon and he man marks the centre forward so he's gone out of there right so most other teams let the centre forward off and mm. their centre back drops back into a sweeper and their wing forward might pick up the centre forward. So every team, no matter who they are, Wexford included, will have a similar setup when they're defending, Mm. right? So it doesn't matter who it is. If it's Limerick, it's Declan Hannan will drop off his man, cover his full back line, just like Kevin Foley is. Matthew Hannan will be following off Walter Walsh. So he's not really an extra defender. You could pull him wherever you want. So every team plays a sweeper defending. Pretty much. We're yeah. using the centre back yeah. and then working yeah, half yeah. forward. The difference with the other teams and Wexford is is when the other teams win the ball back, their half forward line 
end up getting back yeah. up to support the attack whereas Wexford sweeper just stays where it is mm-hmm. so Wexford defend with the same numbers as every other team it's just they attack with less you know, do well, you get me? I don't, I don't, don't know if I agree with that Willie reason being that if it might be necessarily Kevin Foley that's going up the field all the time yeah. there could be Liam Ryan could be on the wing or, or Polly Foley going on attacking over. if you see Polly Foley be knocking over two or three points a game over yeah. a couple of games so he ha- goes yeah. and then Kevin Foley goes into the wing back to mark his man yeah, yeah, yeah. so but the other he has, they have six up front and they have six at the back then you know that kind yeah. of way so but if the other te- this is the, p- the point I'm making if you just go from forward so Wexford attack with s- five forwards yeah. Yeah. now they can attack with a half back line as well but when the ball goes up there there's five forwards yeah when the ball goes up there Zero. whereas with Limerick they'll have six forwards plus potential wing backs mm. do you get me they'll yeah. always have one extra forward mm. because the way the other teams <coughs> do it they use their centre back they're not messing up their shape to get a sweeper when Mm. they defend they use the sweeper as a defender uh, whereas Wexford use it as a forward do you get me so like I mean is this where Wexford are falling down well the sweeper is all all fine that in the big games Wexford haven't got enough scores is that because when they're attacking they don't have the same amount of forwards as the other teams well maybe change this in the sense that like you've Paddy Foley, say Dermot O'Keefe and Kevin Foley all want to get forward. They're very attack minded for backs, and I know Dermot O'Keefe could be in the middle of the park sometimes. But like I think if you're a sweeper and you break that first tack- tackle, Willie, you can open it up then to the pass to either mm. wing and go up the pitch. And I think that's what's changed, and maybe that's why Sean Murphy's changed that position because he didn't really want to do that as much. And you can see Kevin Foley will want to do that because he got a few scores in midfield last year, and he wants to go and he can take a score as well, which is hugely important. Whereas if you have a centre back dropping back, you'll very rarely see them go past the half back line because that's their position. You're 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 defending your full back line, so maybe that's just different. You know, the six backs all have their their personal man who you're going. I'm not going to leave you for a game, and the only man who's ever going to be free is Foley, and he yeah. he has more of a license oh, to yeah, get up oh, the pitch. Then, def- you know, defending, I, I think it's a good system. It's fine system. <coughs> I think they might lose out on the forward attacking play. Yeah, thing, well, but I, the I, other I, teams, the other teams, half forward line. Mm. Heads back to their positions. Wexford's half forward line. Two of them only go back to their positions, yeah. or two of them in the full forward line. So they're always one man down there. I don't know. Like there's obviously di- there's different ways to skin a cat. Like yeah. as we know, it's just if we're trying to see how Wexford are going to to beat a big team in a mm. in a big game. You know, now I know to beat Kilkenny down in Nolan pa- in Wexford Park at home, but I mean get past the quarter final yeah. stage. What maybe it's this Kevin Foley just let him go forward way more way more now mm. I mean yeah. so don't hit the ball up to the five forwards all the time because you're at a disadvantage straight away so you have to play the ball through the lines and mm. use Kevin Foley as that man the link man all the time where he's going to get it and give it to a fella and, and attack and by the time the ball gets up there if he's going up but then you're leveling with numbers you know that way so I'd say a lot, yeah. of, a lot of their scores this year now would be from the 45 yard down, <laughs> around, around that radius because that's where the number of players are they have three and a half forward and two in the full mm. forward lane so if they're running to say Kevin Foley gets a break to tackle you'll have options on your shoulder right and left hand pass it off them run again another 10 yards another hand pass yeah. they get the 45 yard line then they take a shot at the goal I'd say the majority of their scores you'll have to bottle up if you're playing against Wexford you'll have to bottle up that your half back line there as well because they don't leave the centre back free they leave the full back line free and they don't look like scoring a, co- a huge amount of no. goals but yeah, they won't score they're, goals, going for, they're going for 40-50 yard shots yeah. at the goal yeah. and if you have a lad off your shoulder a defender comes to me I hand pass over his head that means that man has a free shot at the goal straight away. You know yeah. that's where they're working it. You know we know they swarm the middle third with mm. bodies. Like yeah. I mean, we know that. So like, and I even mean, against Kilkenny, there was that intensity about them. Like every little shamozzle they were in mm. Kilkenny's face, and they had four or five lads running in. And I just think Davies run to really build a hardened mind for this year's championship. Like you've seen Rory O'Connor, I think 
He must have been in about 10 malaise yeah. yeah. Do you know well, I like, mentioned that on Monday. He was, was very though. fired up. Like, yeah. if anything was happening, he was in and hitting fellas. Yeah. And they were all coming in. I just didn't really see that for the last few years against Wexford. Mm. And it's good to see. And I think Davies really building them up for that championship intensity. You didn't and see they're the only him. team there at the moment that are up really up at that intensity yeah. all the time. They nearly know? always are. You didn't see him bouncing off Conor Delaney, <laughs> no? <laughs> oh, jeez. He, he, hit, he yeah. went... Beer, a big man bald man. headed yeah. for Conor Delaney. Conor Delaney didn't even know he was going at him. O'Connor hits him and hits yeah. the ground. It was a classic. Yeah. I was thinking, geez, this Conor yeah, Delaney is a man mountain. Yeah. He's, he's a bigger yeah. man than I thought he was. Yeah. Right, so Galway are 1 to 2, according to Paddy Power. Wexford 15 to 8 here, lads. What way are you calling this? It's at home in Galway. Wexford really got screwed the way Division 2 turned out, too. Yeah. They yeah. did so well <laughs> to get second in, the, yeah. in 1A. And get because Galway. Dublin's f- screwed them over to get Galway away. <laughs> like so we're uh, fa- presumably going, going Wexford you're going Wexford oh, I am yeah I just think like didn't they beat them two years ago up there in the first round yeah, of the league their intensity has really impressed me really, uh, like you know as I said against Kenny they're in their face all the time they're hurling really well and they have their championship squad there like they're playing that team all the time and Galway haven't really hit the ground running at all this year I know, I know it's very early in the season but I just they haven't been all that impressive most of the games so I'm going for Wexford yeah, for look again for their intensity last year, you said they only used 19 for a championship, now they're up to 25. So the fresh legs come on the field for the last 10 15 minutes, which they can actually play the game for the full 70, 60 minutes, 70 minutes there as well. Like, so that could stand them come to championship. Yeah, they have more of a bench, yeah, yeah. they have more of a bench, yeah. So I think it's going to be very, very tight. Like, I think of all the teams left in Wexford, if they won the league, it and even if whatever happens in championship, it'd be a great year for them anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's going to be very, very tight. It wouldn't be one bit surprised if Wexford bet them up there, to be honest with you. Right. Did you hear the I was reading quotes, so Brian Carroll, our, our own Brian Carroll was on um, RT radio on the Saturday night, so for the Limerick uh, leash match, oh, yeah. and after the match anyways, they're doing a bit of analysis, and Brian started saying, well I think Wexford are targeting the league this year, I think they'd love to win it, I think Davy wants to win it, or whatever like this, yeah. so Davy come out um, the next day after the beat, and I was listening to some rubbish on the radio, <laughs> yes? <laughs> 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 Isn't it some rubbish who said I wanted to win That's the league? you were texting them straight away. But then, yeah. but then I didn't know until Brian told us on Monday. But then the gas thing was Davy went on to say, t- "Talk about me targeting the league." I didn't ever hear. It. We want to win every game. And then I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, well then you, you kind of are. Well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was a good one. So <laughs> the other one, then the other one. This is probably the most uh, evenly matched one is Waterford and Clare. So a lot of people saying Clare will be delighted to have been drawn away in Waterford to go to Walsh Park to get a dry run in the big game because they play the, each other there on the 12th of May um, in Walsh Park. Do, do you think that or would you rather have them at home? I think Clare would love a league. As, uh, well, maybe they've won one recently with David. I think the two yeah. managers potentially could yeah. would like to have something to show well, for Even it. just to get the whole um, logistics of the day right, you know, yeah. can we get to, That's a good thing. Go yeah. to the hotel and get yeah. your, your, your times right now and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, so. so they'll do all that, yeah. right? Yeah, do all that. Perfect. Yeah. So no, I think that that's going to be a fantastic game. I'd like to see Waterford now and see exactly where they're going yeah. this year as well. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, they're saying they're doing all right the positive things and positive things come out of the camp there as well so it's, it's a huge thing now so this game now is going to be it's going to be a fantastic game that Parik, one it will be game of the, the weekend yeah it will Parik Mahoney is back and he is not on the freeze his brother Philip Mahoney is back centre back Kevin Moore and wing back so it'll be interesting to see where Tyg de Burka comes back probably right half back and then where does Austin Gleeson yeah. go back yeah. they have a lot of options don't they mm. uh, Waterford yeah they have a stronger panel than most people think yeah. you know? and yeah. like, like Manny's a great hurler like he's a great yeah. great like he's, he'll score from anywhere from 70 yards if he has the ball on his own you know so um, he's a great addition but 
it's going to be some high scoring game isn't yeah, it? Like, because yeah. they're two real attacking teams there's, <laughs> yeah. there's not much negativity in either team and they're going to go all out like, so they're, it's they're two modern teams, teams yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah. young fit young teams, teams yeah. young fit the new breed of playing through yeah. the lines yeah. And Absol- the, absolutely yeah. yeah so that'll be a great game who are we going for lads a toss up uh, Paddy Power has it even money both yeah. so I'm going to go clear. I go Waterford. Clear. Well, I'll go Waterford home as well. Not that uh, very rare I give it. <laughs> but I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big Waterford. <laughs> fa- I'm a big Waterford <laughs> fan. Um, Tipperary Dublin. You've got uh, four to one outsiders here, Michael according to Paddy yeah. Power. Two to nine tip. Um, are things beginning to click with Dublin? Obviously, topped one B, which yeah, is not. Matty Kenny's going to be delighted. Will he? Like you know, it's starting to. Cl- it is starting to click definitely, and uh, like. I think they're delighted. Speaking of you, lads, they're delighted to be playing in Central Stadium against Tip. It's going to be the, like a real challenge for them. They're looking forward to it. They're looking forward to getting at them. I think more than anything, pace-wise, because yeah. you've seen it with Cork a few times when Lahan took them on. They struggled with pace. Hurling-wise, they're probably the best hurling team in Ireland, wrist-wise and passing the ball, and but just mobility. And this Dublin team has loads of it. And the way Maddie Kenny plays, Tip won't enjoy it because it's not going to give any ball 50-50. It's going to be playing through the lines and a runner going at them all the time. I think Tip will struggle against it. Now, I still fancy Tip, but I definitely think they'll struggle against it. And it's, it's a great opportunity for Dublin to go down and test themselves against against Tip. And it, it'd be at a different intensity as well because that Cork game is like a training match. Yeah. So, like, I think we really go down and get in their faces for once, you know? Yeah. And there's, like, I mean, Rush was playing uh, full forward against Leash and then mm. he was moved out, I think, centre forward or wing and Danny Sutcliffe went in. Yeah. Is there any point in playing Rush full forward with the way Maddie Kenny likes to play or is he good for an outball? Yeah, it's very tough. Like, I think he, he's so dangerous in there because he's so good with his hand and to hand it off. But he, it's patience-wise. Can he, does he have the patience to stay in there? Because it's very seldom Dublin are going to hit that long ball in. Right. Um, but I'd have Danny Danny playing that centre forward. He's been and unbelievable the ha- the, at the moment. Are, are, the, are the Dublin half-back line, which do like that long ball, Absolutely. they get copping on to this yeah, now? Yeah, they're not. They're, like, Crummy will take a score and he's been unbelievable this yeah. year. Like He's a great score taker, but he's not hitting the ball as much into the full forward line. They're playing it up the lines and taking right. the runner on all the time. So watching them play, it's gradually getting there, but like you're fin- you finished top of 1B and... And they're hurling really well now, and and it was a great game against Waterford that day. Like again, the two teams just went at it in Parnell Park, and it was great to watch. So um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the game. I think Tip will have too much hurling for them at the moment, but uh, I definitely think they'll get under their skin. And I want to see them get in their face. At more That's what you want to see. You, we want, had, you like, don't want we've been down and had moral victories of three yeah, or no, four points, and it's a, it's a pain. Like it's a pain to hold for. But a, in recent years, too often we've seen Dublin get to a quarter final and getting beaten by 10, 12 yeah. points in a limp, exactly. a kind of limp display. Yeah. You nearly right. want the Dublin Anthony Daly and tear yeah. into like them. Kind of. day. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't care if the ball hits the ground and they're running in and getting in Tip's face because we haven't done it often enough. Down no, there. no. And Tip's one of them teams that we haven't beaten in a long time in championship. You know, like it's just. I'd love to see it now when they get down there in their face and take them on all the time. Yeah. And like mm. really run at them and make tip foul them all the time. Yeah. And that's where you're going to get the scores Didn't, from. Because that's the one thing about that Dublin team you played, uh, Michael was on, JJ, is that like, I mean, they weren't, weren't pushovers no. in any way. You no. never you wouldn't hammer them because they're too mm. much pride in themselves. Yeah. And yeah. Dublin have lost that, haven't they? And they need to, they, I think they need to go down and be within five points at least of tip to actually just get that. Yeah. You get you the know, confidence going like, really more than Even give them a scare and, you yeah. know, potentially beat them. Yeah, they it's a huge thing a huge game for them really more than that because if they can put up a, a performance against Tip like that's going to set up lovely for the Leicester yeah, Championship absolutely. coming into it it's going to be absolutely phenomenal for them like. but looking through the team they have they have legs everywhere like Eamon Dillon full yeah, forward line Troller he just goes for goal he reminds me of Eddie, Eddie Brennan so yeah. much yeah he's a he, fast he, direct player he, yeah. his second option is to take a point you know yeah. he just gets it direct and goes straight for the goal and he's left great great player you know what I mean so and Danny Sutcliffe back and yeah. he's Sutcliffe back down, yeah. oh, he's flying Willie. Like, it's be- best I've seen him in a long time 
Like he went to America and then he came back. It took him a long time to sort of settle himself again. And now he's at. Well, he's not back yet. He's injured, isn't no, he? No, no, I, I, no. I think he's out for the weekend. But in general, in hurling wise, oh, he's yeah. just phenomenal the way he takes fellas on. Like so, I'm delighted to see for Dublin. He's a huge leader, and and, and the way he plays hurling is all about the way Maddie Kenny likes it. He takes the man on all the time, and he's an in-your-face hurler. Like so, if the young lads feed off that, like he'll be in a schmozzle every time you play against him. It's great. Like I think. He's that leader you need in the Dublin team at the moment. Right, OK. Right, well, the last one is Kilkenny Cork in the relegation playoff. I'll leave it up to you, JJ. Do you want to say anything about this or do we give a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Every time we play Cork, we always want to bait him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We sent you down to one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would you be For better? the easier route there next well, yeah, year. Yeah, would you not be better off losing this <laughs> yeah. one? You would, the way nah, it's gone. Could, couldn't throw the game, will you? Couldn't, throw couldn't no. do it against Cork, no, maybe, no, in Nolan no. Park. So you've already played them in Nolan Park and beat them there, right? So we'll see how that goes. Cork or... Jeez, you wouldn't know. You'd no. be scratching your head wondering about Cork no, and absolutely. Kenny aren't at full strength. Nobody, I don't think anybody around the game will even will even care about this. No, <laughs> no all, all depending on whether Conor Delaney and Seamus Harrington yeah. get off their suspensions. Right, so we're not even going to give a prediction on that. We don't care about that. <laughs> Are we going to go tip or Dublin here, actually? Tip or... Dublin I'm Michael. going tip I think, it'd be, yeah. I think it'd be, it's going to be close but I think I fancy tip just have too much hurling at the moment yeah tip is in it yeah. alright that's it right we'll be back on the bank holiday Monday and we'll review all the weekend's hurling so we'll talk to you then good luck we were only the small little fish out there so we are and uh, we're trying hard to make it through but it's hard to get the brakes when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know, and it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of Walford today because, like, I'm, heart, I'm heartbroken. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com.